Thank you for joining us on a Morally Podcast with Tony Main. Morally Podcast is purpose built for America. Through our military veterans and military supporters, we show that the values and qualities that built this country, such as service, sacrifice, respect, and faith, are not dead. A Morally Podcast builds community so individuals can improve their community. And welcome to a more elite podcast with Tony Maine. I'm so fortunate today to have Megan Keeler Pettigrew with us from the Global Soft Foundations, our good friends at the Global Soft Foundations. Megan, thanks for being with us today. So great to be here, Tony. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited. So I, you know, we have a charter member. So how have you been on this seven and a half year journey? with this Tampa-based organization. Yes, uh, it's been a quick seven and a half years, I'll say that. Um, yeah, we started in the spring of 2014 and started the organization really uh, to fill a gap. There was not a professional association for the special operations community. And we thought given the growth in personnel, but also in significance and importance to national security, this community really needed representation in that way. Um, so that was the uh, impetus behind it. But tell me more about yourself. So how did you end up coming on board to help with national, national security through the Global South? I worked at SOCOM at the time. So I was a defense contractor um, for over two years there. I also worked at, at Central Command prior to that as a contractor. Um, and so I, at the SOCOM job, came into contact with, uh, at the time, then Colonel Stu Braden. I uh, worked for his team at SOCOM, and he kind of came up with this idea from, had a couple people suggest it to him, and he told me about it, and I said, it sounds awesome, I'm in. So that's how I got involved. Well, so this concept is pretty overarching. I mean, supporting a SOCOM uh, a command, that crosses all the services that service likes that has these nuances and whose pacing item the true pacing item is people how how, how have you all kind of evolved in your mission yes uh that's that's true it started out really you know as something well honestly i'm not sure we really understood it at the beginning what it was going to evolve don't be quite honest with you and but over the years it's really evolved into something like an AUSA for the army or the air force association for the air force um but we are fundamentally different as you point out we have members a representation from all four u.s services here and we also are international so it is global soft foundation for a reason and so we have members from 60 countries now and that was uh, the intent from the beginning to, to reflect <clears throat> the reality that special operations forces are inherently international and multinational and you know, very, very frequently work, work together. And so the idea was let's, let's create something that, that fosters the relationships among all of these very disparate groups. Yeah, but they are at the same time unified by an ethos as well. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of the, the evolution of it. But you're right, it's very comprehensive, overarching. 
Very, very well, as as you would expect, special a special operations organization that has to be a little bit of everything to everybody. But I kind of mentioned on one thing where and what we're going to talk about today, that pacing item are people who, who, who get used quite regularly, who have great opportunities during service for continuing education, fellowships. We, we know that our people tend to tend to play well with others. Um, you know, my particular background, Ranger Regiment, we'll, we'll leave and we'll go to the big army and then join assignments. And so really trying to take that knowledge. But y'all have been involved and started a program, Soft for Life. Can you tell me about the why? What, what was the, the nexus behind that? Yes. It originally started really at the suggestion of one of our corporate partners. So one of our industry members came to us and said, we want to hire more soft veterans. Can you help us do that? And we thought, yeah, we'll figure that out. So we'll, we'll start sending out job postings and we'll collect resumes and help people with resumes, et cetera. And uh, so, and that's how it started. But what we realized pretty quickly is that this, this transition challenge is much, much more than getting a job. And I know you know that, Tony, that it's not, it's not that simple, that there's a lot more that active duty service members need to think about and prepare for as they're making that, that transition from active duty service to civilian employment. And so we really, we felt that as the professional association, we we're not philanthropic in the sense, you know, we don't give out um, scholarships or, um, you know, any sort of grants for disabled veterans or anything like that. There are, as you know, tons of really great organizations that, that serve veterans and veteran families. But what we thought was our niche was really to help people in this professional transition and how they can prepare for their next career chapter um, after active duty. Well, one thing that y'all have done, though, that as a national um, military organization is you started collecting the data. Tell me a little bit about that effort and, and currently kind of where you're at with this transition survey. Yes, we've done this two times now, um, a survey. The first one was in 2016 to 2017. And then we just completed our second one, 2020 to 2021. Both times we had about 500 respondents, um, veterans, mostly U.S., but we, we do have a couple partner nations that, that respond and take the survey. And we host um, the survey online and, you know, we put it out to all of our, our social media networks, our partners, and it goes through a pretty comprehensive um, issue list regarding transition. And so we've been, now we have kind of two, two data sets, if you will. Um, the, and I know you have some of the statistics from the most recent one that we can go over, but um, you know, there it's, it's um, some of it is sobering in terms of how people are, are actually prepared for transition. Um, I will say that the, unfortunately, the respondent pool doesn't necessarily reflect the demographics of the U.S. soft community as a whole. So it's mostly senior 
uh, officers and NCOs that are taking the survey. So um, that's we have to do a better job of of getting to the others, um, and we we know that, and that's something we have to improve. Well, but you know, you we can't you can't make them as an outside organization make folks do oh, it. Yeah. I'll throw these stats up one more time. We'll do a little back and forth on some of these because what I sure. what I think is interesting is just the commonality. It's mm -hmm. no, no matter how many resources are thrown at transition, it, it, it can kind of become a mindset for the individual going through it. So let's just take a look. When you, when you had mentioned before about who your respondent pool is, right? About 500 folks mm -hmm. um, and then generally senior. Mm -hmm. So well, right. If you saw this in a survey about professionalism, per se, preparation, what do you think we would expect to see? We would think they're going to crush it. They're going to own. They're going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Because they've been team players, right? Right. They, they prepare. That's right. Right. They're they used to, they are very good at preparation. Mm -hmm. and, and what what are we known? Well, we, I'm retired now. I better be careful. Um, maybe there's a little bit of arrogance, a little bit of confidence that is at least perceived through soft. So what do you think uh, happens when people see that this is what senior soft are reporting? A 62% anxiety rate. Mm -hmm. 56 saying that it comes from financial stress and then 49 that there's increase marital stress Due to all of, of leaving yeah. the, the military. What do you think some people think about that? Yes. Um, like, like I said, some of it is sobering and, you know, you and I have, we talked about this survey a couple of times and, you know, self-reporting anxiety and stress levels, that number's probably low. Um, there's probably, you know, the actual number is probably higher. Because uh, people are reluctant to to say that they're experiencing anxiety, so um, yeah, it's um, and that number, especially the the numbers about stress and anxiety, really has not improved from the first time we issued the survey, you know, five years ago. Unfortunately, it's still the same. About well, I think that's interesting because I would argue it's because it's a stressful time. True. I, I would look at it in terms of, I know this is, you know, this will sometimes get people on the bandwagon, but, or get, get people a little upset. I just talk about the college model, right? Do we ever foresee a time when going to university, if somebody actually goes away from home, if that's what they choose to do, that that's not stressful? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's true. It's always going to be stressful. Right? Right. All these colleges have all these gyms now. There's all these outlets. There's everything to make that as enjoyable as possible. They have mental health counselors everywhere now, yeah. too, all those things. So it's a stressful experience. So being yeah. able to communicate that matters. Yes. And I think we also are one of the big things that we are stressing when we talk about these results and we talk about when people come to us through the program is the importance of making a plan and, and feeling like at least you have a handle on the problem um, and that, and that it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be all on you and that there are uh, many resources available uh, to you in terms of organizations, 
service organizations that um, we have vetted and endorsed and, and can say, these are, these are good and going to help you. And there you have teammates, you know, people, mentors that, that are there to help you as well. And so now we're showing a stat where 48% of respondents um, have said that they had created what they believed to be a comprehensive tra mm -hmm. transition plan. And 30% believe that what the service provided was not very helpful. Sorry, 30, yeah. only 30 agreed that it was helpful, 30%. So you have 70% the preponderance saying that what the Department of Defense provides for all, right? Though kind of one one stop solution, right? May not be may not be tailored. And this generally, I feel what would tell us something to the extent of I better start earlier. Mm -hmm. I, I, I better develop my tribe for transition. And then I'll, I'll show one more stat that I, I, I find very interesting or one more list of stats. So in the in the two, almost two full years now this October that DOD Skillbridge or the six month fellowship has been available to everyone. All right, only eight of the respondents said that they had taken part. Now that be, could be because they took this survey after retirement, right? It could be because they're not in that window, mm -hmm. but it shows that culturally there's still a gap for folks to know that that happens. Only 24% of people submitted for their VA claim through the benefits um, delivered before discharge, which I'm sorry, that says benefits uh, before disability. I apologize. So, which means that they're not following a, a kind of prescriptive way that is streamlined for them to receive their VA claim at the same the same month that they separate. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're in with the rest of the population. So that's that's three quarters. And one I find interesting is only 51 say that they've met their their financial readiness goals. Mm -hmm. uh, they, one of my favorite commanders told me that liars figures and, and figures lie. Yeah. You, know, you got like 50 some or 62% anxiety. You only have 50 some folks who, who, who feel good about their finances, but I think your VA claims part of your finances. And yeah. You the they don't add up. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, so, okay. So great. You've told me there's a problem. All your numbers told me there's a problem. And you'd mentioned the partners is a way that you're that the global soft is trying to make that effort. Are there are there some other things that you're you're doing in inside of soft for life? In fact, I think there's a soft for softforlife.org. Is that correct? That, yes, that there's a website, that, okay. softforlife.org, uh, which of course I'd ask all of your your listeners and viewers to check out. So there we have the list of um, vetted organizations and that we're adding to that on a monthly basis as we go through. We have a transition guide, a written guide there, uh, you know, that people can access and get examples of timelines of when you should do certain things and different um, organizations you should, you should uh, contact. So I recommend that. Um, we are, you know, the biggest thing we're trying to do is really raise awareness among the active duty service members about Global Soft Foundation. One, you know, become a member. It's free for you to do it. Join, join us. 
we are your professional association and you'll have access to the, this program, Lifestyle for Life and other things that we do. And um, two, we're going, we're briefing all the SOCOM components about the program. Uh, we've, we've started with the senior enlisted at the um, uh, SOCOM Commanders Conference and the, the uh, Senior Enlisted Academy that happens at SOCOM. And we're trying to get the word out to people about this program and about the need, like we said earlier, to make a plan and start early. And, and we can hopefully see some of these, you know, not the next time we do the survey, Tony, I hope that some of these numbers increase just by getting, just by raising awareness about, about the issue. But the great part is you've addressed that there's a need mm-hmm. and that's what the, the, what the data does, where they get better, worse. And I, I, you know, that's, that's the goodness of having a national military organization. And what I find really valuable as now I kind of work in the transition space um, is that that soft for life job board that you have access to. So while you're active duty, you join for free, you have access to the job board. What we've been able to do is then other than just doing major search engines is when our folks are looking at income levels across mm-hmm. different spaces, across different or, or potential earnings um, annually, that by going on there, they get to see pretty much a, a nice swath of the defense industry and, and what they want for different either technical human resource positions. So now it's an interview tool that, yeah, folks, that, that folks can use. And I know a number of those companies also offer um, the DOD SkillBridge program, not all, but many of them, many of them do. Yeah, more and more, uh, especially our corporate, we have over a hundred corporate partners now in the foundation and we get contacted by them uh, very frequently on how to set up a SkillBridge program at their company. So I think a lot, you know, more and more companies are finding out about SkillBridge and implementing it. And that's, that benefits, you know, both it's a win-win. A hundred percent. Tell me what's next then for yourself and for Global Soft Foundation. What, what, what's your next major um, muscle movements coming up? Well, I, I think the next step in this, after the survey, what really um, was new to us because we we added more questions to this this second edition regarding what I would say physical, mental, spiritual health. And we are going to do another, another survey that's really focused on medical, uh, medical issues that soft veterans are, are dealing with. Um, so that's going to be our, we're going to launch it around Veterans Day. Um, so you'll, you'll hear more about it. But this is another area that we just, we think there's a need. We want to get some data. Um, and so that's, that's the next step in this process. And like I said, we're, we have, we are briefing, uh, and briefing software life across the enterprise. Um, and, uh, as far as the foundation goes, we're, we're doing everything we normally do. Uh, we go and we have lots of events that with the different components, we have an international event in Europe. Uh, we talk to people in DC about what the, the priority should be for soft and issues we're seeing. Um, so we're we're doing all that, doing all those things. Well, Megan, I thank you so much for coming on today. Let's do some shameless plugs once again. 
gsoft.org to learn about what your enterprise is doing as the National Military Organization for the United States Special Operations Command, mm -hmm. softforlife.org. And what's interesting, we mentioned free membership for active duty, police as well, like showing That's some true. love to the first responders and, and to be able to access that, that job board to show nationwide, internationally, jobs that are available and kind of tailored for our people. I thank you so much uh, for your time today, Megan. We'd love to have you on again after this next study is completed. Yeah, so we can to learn to. together. Yeah. Thanks so much, Tony. Thank you. Thanks for your support. You've got it 100%. I hope you've enjoyed a Morley podcast today. It's always great to have good friends and partners on our team. Until next time, go out and do something positive for somebody else. Thank you for joining us on a Morley podcast with Morley podcast is purposeful for our military veterans and military